0: Two guys, two topics, two, two, two. two opinions. You talk, give me
1: two. This is the split story of the day on ninety-seven five, 1280 the zone and the Zone Sports Network.
2: Oh, all right, uh, Gordon. Moving to a different topic here that uh, isn't so pleasant either. Uh, NASCAR today rev- uh, re- released a picture of the noose amidst hmm. uh, a bunch of uh, pushback and uh and people saying they blew things out of proportion uh i'll let you lead off on this one when you saw the picture what uh does it does it change your perspective on anything no it
0: didn't change my perspective i mean it was chilling chilling to see that uh and i they apparently nascar did a a thorough uh sort of uh, canvassing of all the garages and all the tracks they run and this was this was the only one they found that was fashioned this way if i read the report correctly and that's a news, man that is a news. that's not uh, people were trying to make excuses say it really wasn't this or it was something different that is a freaking news, and uh Whoever would come up with that kind of thing for a, a, a garage door pull? Shame on them. That's uh, that, that was that's pathetic. And I really, when I saw it, I just shook my head. I, it, it's uh, chilling is the word that comes to mind. Jake, what did you think?
2: Oh, it was exactly what I expected to see because, mm-hmm. and this was this is this it totally baffles me about this whole situation. Why was it what I expected to see? Because it's what NASCAR told me was there. It was what Bubba Wallace and his whole crew said was there. It's mm-hmm. what the Federal Bureau of Investigation said was there. I yes. mean, I, it, it didn't... Uh, I'm glad you went the way you did because it didn't change one single thing about this topic to me. And I... I I uh processing this whole situation I I I just come back to the very same thing like it's really great that a hate crime didn't take place. It's really great the way NASCAR responded to the situation. Because Gordon, I don't know, I've I've read a little bit more about what was taking place outside of the stadium and of course we I think we've probably all seen the pictures by now of the 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 Confederate battle flag that was flown over via airplane. I mean, this was a this situation was not your your normal, you know, uh let's have a day out at the track type of Environment yeah. and combine that with that symbol. I mean, I can perfectly understand why somebody would feel feel threatened by that. Now, if you've got an issue of everybody just jumping to conclusions, okay, I guess. But the but it worked out. Everything worked out just fine. There's not. I don't know. I, I get frustrated with with people. Uh, you know, that going back to yesterday, that whole. Uh, hashtag bubba Smollett is just so aggravating and and it's so dumb it's yeah. like let's be let's just be glad that this was a horrible coincidence. Let's be happy nobody's life was threatened is that Is that too much to and be proud about the reaction when we thought it was because it well, was I, good I guess a question that comes across
0: my mind with this whole thing is wh- why was it fashioned in the first place you know I mean, if it's been there since October of last year, and, and apparently they haven't been able to find out who did it, but don't those garages all have cameras everywhere? I mean, think they'd be able to figure that out, but I, I don't know. I, I just, wh- why didn't anybody report that before now?
2: Um, I, I don't know, Gordon. I guess the, the who done it isn't really. I don't know. High on my list uh, of concerns, somebody who well, well, what, is, this is what's talking about. Why?
0: Why would you do that? Everybody knows the connotation involved there. No, they I don't. Mean,
2: I mean, I mean uh, uh, why am I going blank? The the pirate, uh, um, Mike Leach didn't when he retweeted something a couple of months ago. Uh, I mean, well, I'm not trying okay. to excuse anybody, or or it, maybe it's it's obviously disrespectful. I don't know. Maybe a, a nutsman put it in there. I have no idea why it stayed up there. It's obviously inappropriate, but at least they're adjusting their behavior. At least yeah. NASCAR is adjusting its behavior and yes. saying that this isn't going to be tolerated. That's a big step for them. They've never they've never done that. And as we said the other day, they're going to lose money because of it. And they're still doing it. So I guess that, that's more what I'm focused on, not why some wingnut decided to make a, a noose out of a garage uh, rope cord. I mean, it, yes, it's, it's ridiculous, but I, I can't justify the, the, the people standing outside the, the stadium waving the Confederate battle flag. I mean, you can ask why all day. I'm just happy that the sport is acting appropriately
0: it for some reason in my mind's eye when i when i i was afraid that it was going to look like it looked like and, and and when i saw what it actually looked like i thought oh man just seeing that uh, was i can definitely understand why a mechanic would report that to a superior right away and say what the what, the, what what's that and then to have NASCAR respond the way he did, as you were talking about, and to involve the FBI into it, I, that, that all sounds appropriate to me. And uh, it, is, it is nice to know that nobody uh, purposefully uh, fashioned that uh, when they found out that uh, Bubba Wallace's crew was going to be in that garage. I, but but uh, the, the, just the
2: imagery there is, is frightening. Well, and nobody can blame Bubba Wallace for reacting. And we say Bubba I exactly. Mean, really his whole it was really his whole crew. I mean, you can't blame them for reacting in that environment with that right there, the way that they did NASCAR too. I mean, we talked about this how the the uh, people are out there going, oh, they made this up. the 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 What president or commissioner of NASCAR? What is it? Uh, Anyway, president of NASCAR, mm-hmm. I think he he went he saw it for his his own eyes and went to Bubba Wallace in tears. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, like you couldn't help but react that way. I'm happy they looked into it, and again, I come keep coming back to this. I'm happy nobody's life was threatened. That's terrible. I can't imagine. I can't imagine. Well, I, I
0: you're I think you're looking at it the right way, Jake. Uh, if somebody, regardless of who did it or what their intentions were. The, the reaction of now of, of the appropriate people to get it taken care of, to get it investigated, to get it looked at, and, uh, and, and, and in some respects to fight against that is encouraging. You know, and encouraging. we're all and that, that kind of awareness out there that hopefully and I don't know what's going on in the past, how long it's been there and who ignored it and who didn't. But the fact that in this particular case, in this particular time, that they would take these measures to get it looked into those who are scoffing at it and making it seem as though it was all made up is uh, those people I worry about a little bit. But. The, the the actions that took place uh,
2: that uh, that gives me hope, right, right, and I think uh, I think that's the exact perspective to look at because uh, mm-hmm. I mean we could all get caught up in into the. The judgment blame game. Right. We can look at NASCAR and say, why didn't you do this 30 years ago? Why didn't you do this 40 years ago? Yeah. You know, but Mm -hmm. the truth is or the, the they didn't do it. So that's what I think. The fact that they're doing it now is is really impactful because they've been tolerating this behavior for their entire existence. So the fact that they're not now, I think, is a huge, huge deal. And don't get caught up in the, well, why did it take you so long to come around? <laughs> <laughs> and so hopefully don't get this caught up is not just be happy that they're doing it and doing it in a very public and impactful way.
0: Yeah. With any good fortune, this will be the response of more and more people as things arise uh, that that may be out of line, unacceptable at whatever level. You know, I mean, a noose is pretty I mean, that's but but there are more subtle things that are done in our society at time that at times that hopefully people will react to in, a, in an active way like this and get it taken care of and not accept it, not ignore it, not uh, stay silent about it, but to take action. That That's the key. And and if this is an indication of what's happening around the country, then then that makes me feel better. That should make us all feel better. That uh, there's an active uh, component to this whole thing. That you're not going to stand for these kinds of things, or ignore them, or stay silent. It's that that's heartening.
2: Gordon Mark Emmert was on a podcast with Seth Davis. And uh, ha- he touched on a variety of different topics. We're gonna we're gonna play one of those clips now, but we also want to tease at the top of the five o'clock hour. We'll go through more in depth uh, a few more of his comments and and what he had to say. Uh, but let's start off with wh- let's start off with this. He was asked if he were pessimistic about a football season with these spikes in the coronavirus.
1: You know, I think the the situation is is obviously very, very fluid and everybody recognizes that. We recognized it going into the the summer, the spring and summer, when the division one council uh, gave the green light to schools bringing back students for voluntary workouts, June one, it was with the understanding that every school had to deal with whatever their circumstances were on the ground and have in place all the appropriate healthcare protocol and, and schools are dealing with it very differently. Some came back right away. Some aren't back yet. Some may not come back. We, we don't know. We've already seen some Division three schools make announcements that they're not going to play sports at all this year. So, you know, we'll have to see where those, those go forward. The realities are that it's occur, that the health conditions are changing and occurring uh, highly variably. You look at one state, you see big, big pockets uh, popping back up again. In others, it seems to be uh, much less prevalent. And, and so we have no choice but to rely on each individual jurisdiction, whether it's a city, county, or state, to determine what's what's effective in that area you know north dakota looks very different than phoenix arizona right now and so uh where you stand on this one today whether you're optimistic or pessimistic to a certain extent depends on where you sit in the country and what we do know for sure is that whatever occurs it's going to be different we're, we're not going to be able to have football in the same way that we're accustomed to seeing it uh, year in and year out uh
0: i i like the way he put that there uh, and we'll listen to more of the sounds uh, as the show goes on, like you said, Jake. But it is different, and it is a moving target. I wonder if uh, an opinion you or I hold right this minute will be different two weeks from now. And what will it be four weeks from now? What will the picture look like? Uh, it's it's College football has always been fractured,
2: but this is going to fracture it even more. It is. It, can I give you – this is – such the cynical side of me can i apologize for that uh, yeah before no, i go, go down ahead. this road the cynical side so Mark basically, he basically has no control whatsoever over college football none so what else would his opinion be other than well yeah they're gonna have to do them and it's gonna look different because really regardless of his opinion it doesn't matter when it comes to college football Wow, that is pretty cynical. <laughs> so what else would his opinion so, be? So
0: why, why are we even having him on the show? He's got no power. <laughs> he's got no we'll say-so.
2: He's got nothing to do with anything. The only thing the NCAA has control over college football really is enforcement of the rules. So, I mean, the 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 truth is, regardless of the numbers, it's going to be up to these. Uh, and he admitted to this. So this this isn't even a cynical take. It's it's going to be up to the local politicians and it's going to be up to the local school presidents and the local universities. And there's there's going to be universities out there that say we are a go for college football, regardless whatever we got to do. And so I think that's what he's referring to. I'm I, I'm I'm with him in a sense that I just don't see everything going According to uh, normal, like I still don't see the the laws in Salt Lake City allowing forty five, forty seven thousand people in the same place at the same time in September. I just don't think that's going to happen. So it's going to look different based on what is allowed to happen. Yes.
0: And we have been we've been saying that for for months now. Right, but uh, he, it sounded in that particular cut that he was being realistic about what the situation is. What what what's interesting to me is when we hear certain school presidents or certain voices out of certain regions. there's are oh, "We're doing this. We're gonna, we're full speed ahead. This is going to happen." I think I read somewhere that uh, Alabama football is worth. I
2: thought it was billions or Two something. Billions. Two billion—is that what it was? Yeah, to the city of Tuscaloosa. Uh, yeah. I mean, that
0: remarkable uh, influence and remarkable impact on that community. But it's important. But so is the health and safety of everyone involved in that program and everyone involved who considers himself a fan. Uh, and so we'll see. I, I think these things are so intertwined that sometimes health is compromised out of economic concerns,
2: and uh, that's true in and out of sports. Well, it is, and oh, this sounds cold, but it kind of should be true. I mean, uh, uh, everybody's plight matters to a certain extent, and, you know, we're, we're in a very unique situation. But, uh, I mean, the truth is if, if Mark Emmer came out and said, I absolutely don't think that this is a good idea to proceed with college football, he'd have a full-blown re- revolt of his universities. He wouldn't keep his job. Those well, it, it, that he works at the behest of would say, you work here no longer, sir. Uh, well, I don't know if that would happen,
0: but I will say that, that it depends on the severity of what's going on. I mean, it really is severe in some areas of the country. And it, what if it gets worse? You know, what, what, what if it does? At what, where's the tipping point for even those who are gung-ho? I mean, are they going to do this really? Come hell or high water. It or, depends on what
2: city, state, and county they live in. That's but, and that's what. You, it okay, so
0: here's then. Here's the next question: What influence do they exert on local officials?
2: How crooked are those officials?
0: <laughs> yeah, that
2: two what billion party dollars. Are those, what, what Honestly, what party are those officials? I mean, it's the, the there's. I don't think there's going to be a blanket a blanket policy. I mean, unless it, unless it comes from the president of the United States, and I don't think that looks like it's likely to happen.
0: you still got to have someone to play.
2: Well, the truth is that down here in Provo, they might be operating under a totally different set of rules than the University of Utah and in Salt Lake, than Weber State and Ogden, than Utah State and Logan. I, I, it's just hard for me. What would make their situations that much different? Nothing. The people who run them. Yeah. OK. So we're getting to the crux of it right there. Well, the, the crux is that when we voted, whether we knew it or not, you know, we put the, the power to make these decisions in the hands of the people we voted for. I'm not and- sure that the that the
0: voters really knew uh, how how what kind of situation because it's one thing to, to hand over that kind of power to certain leaders. I, I get that. But when it comes to life and death decisions on a regular basis, man, that's, that's a little on the frightening side. Well, maybe we should have thought about public
2: health a little bit more when we were casting that vote. And might I remind right. you that uh, there's a certain primary vote that's due by what, Tuesday. So let's let's make that happen, folks. Let's think about it now. I'll, tell you, I'll never again, maybe not maybe think about it going forward. <laughs> 100%. Yes. 100 percent. 100 percent. So, you know, make that make that happen, because these are the people that are that are making decisions. Whether I like wonder, you know,
0: uh, it, both. Uh, there are a couple of number of things that
2: are just just sort
0: of in flux right now. One is popular opinion. You know, what is that? And again, that varies from region to region. Uh, fans want to see their college football, but uh, how badly do they want to see it? Uh, and then you have the the wild card of the leaders involved. Will they be in line with what the electric wants? Uh, the, the school presidents, like you talked about, the coaches, the athletes. I mean, how eager are they to get back? Uh, it's one thing for NBA players to go to Orlando and be in a bubble. It's another for athletes from uh, all over the country to head to a certain particular location and then uh and then have to operate there and all those athletes are still wandering around it's not like they're in a bubble yeah right? some, they'll be they'll some. be tested i assume uh, on on a, a certain frequency but i i <laughs> I, I think This is interesting. It's going to be. And if there's a second wave or higher spikes, if they they go even higher, then at what point does this real concern uh, at the level of desperation kick in? And what effect does that have on everything? Not just from what's legal or what's allowed, but what's practical and what the people think.
2: I think a lot of the universities will do. Uh, as much as the law will allow. And I asked you a couple of weeks ago, and we had a decent discussion on if they were morally obligated to do more. But I th- I think it will come down to them doing what their conference, their state, their county, and their city will allow them to do. They'll, they'll go right up to that line.
0: Hmm. Yeah, probably so. At least they can pass the buck in that regard.
2: Well, I, you know, I, and all, I Go ahead. No, I mean pass the buck to the people making the decisions. I mean, that's the point. Right. Yeah, that's what I said. That's yeah, I no, I I'm agreeing with you. I guess as mm-hmm. uh, well. I, I mean, that's that's their job. So if they're not doing it to our satisfaction, well, I don't know, Gordon. What what do you want to do about it? Should we form a, a militia of some sort? Uh, are you are you uh, move to Montana?
0: Are you suggesting overthrowing the government, Jake? Is that <laughs> what I heard you just
2: suggest? No. no, because then some uh. people are going to show up here at the warehouse and. I won't be able to do the 3 o'clock hour. <laughs> I think there's a
0: certain installation somewhere in our state that might want to be listening to that, if that's what you really intended. No,
2: joking, joking. Let's yes, let's make uh, that not, clear. Not, not, not serious, no. Yeah. Uh, but really. But we'll get to more of Mark Emmert's comments <laughs> coming up at the top of the 5 o'clock hour. Quinn Snyder joins us in the 3 o'clock hour. Sam Amick at 4.
0: I just want to make it clear that my partner here on the air, Jake Scott, S-C-O-T-T.
2: Okay, yeah, I can, I can give
0: the address out and the phone number if you'd like. But 86 Jake University Scott University It was Lloyd. <laughs> <right>. It was <laughs> Lloyd. <laughs> Lloyd.
2: Is Lloyd going to get blamed for this too? Stay tuned. Oh, Mornax 97.5 and 1280 of The Zone.